let's get down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. You can't see me. My time is now. What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness Times Business Podcast. My name is Joseph Mensell. I am your host. Shorter format podcast for you guys. I am writing solo in this episode, but I think that a lot of you are going to get a lot of value out of this short episode because I'm going to be talking to you guys about difficult decisions and in particular, the two different types of really difficult decisions that I see constantly people struggle with. But before I get into it, I just want to move uh, what I would usually cover at the end of the show, right up to the start of the show. And firstly, just say a massive thank you to you guys, each and every one of you that tunes into this podcast when we drop in these new episodes, no matter which podcasting platform you're tuning into, even if you're watching it on the Fitness Times Business YouTube channel, man, this podcast has absolutely exceeded our wildest expectations uh, thus far. I mean, we are reaching thousands upon thousands of people and getting just incredible feedback. And we couldn't do it without you guys. We don't promote this podcast. We don't run ads on this podcast. We don't do anything to grow the reach of this podcast other than word of mouth, legit word of mouth. We ask you guys to share the show. You guys share the show. (laughs) You're telling people about it. And every single episode we drop, we're getting more and more new listeners, more and more downloads. And, you know, from our, it's exactly what we're trying to do. What we see is we see we reach in thousands upon thousands of new people each and every episode. And that is because of you guys. So first and foremost, I just want to say a massive thank you. And also just remind you guys that if you do take value out of any episode of Fitness Times Business that you tune into, that you do share it. And you can share it person to person, you know, tell people about the podcast when you're talking about movies you've watched or songs you've listened to or any sort of content you've been consuming, just drop the Fitness Times Business podcast into the conversation. You can take a screenshot of whatever podcasting platform you're listening to. You can do that right now and post it in your Instagram story or whatever social media, Snapchat, Facebook, whatever you guys want. Any way that you prefer to share this podcast Every time you guys share it, I I cannot express the amount of gratitude that we have for that. So I just wanted to start this episode off by saying a massive thank you. And guys, please keep sharing the podcast because it's really incredible that we're able to get these really important messages to so many people who need to hear them. So that's what we're here doing. That's why we produce this content. So difficult decisions. I've noticed really, really, to be honest with you guys, uh, much more frequently recently than usual, but something that I have noticed as a common thread year after year, decade after decade, uh, people really struggle with making difficult decisions. The decisions that are, you know, not what I'm going to eat for breakfast, what am I going to train at the gym today, uh, what have, how am I going to spend my morning or my weekend, I'm talking about really difficult decisions. And the more observing that I have been doing, and I have produced a, a bunch of content on making difficult decisions, most of it written, uh, and most of it's on my personal Instagram page, if you guys want to go check it out, at Joseph Mansell. The common theme that I've noticed is that there's really two categories of difficult decisions that 
when people are confronted with, they have a lot of trouble with making a decision in a timely fashion. The first type of difficult decision is deciding to stick to something that is very hard in the short term. The second is almost the polar opposite. It's deciding to walk away from something that is comfortable or easy in the short term, but long term, very painful and very unfulfilling. And I was thinking about the best way to talk to you guys about different examples of these decisions and how I've seen them play out. And I started going a little bit introspective and thinking about my life and, 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 and in particular, my career journey and the occurrences where these sorts of difficult decisions have come up for me. And I started tracing back and I was like, what, if I could just go back and then back again and then back again to really the first time that I can remember having to make each type of this difficult decision. The first one was sticking to something in the short term that's really hard in the short term. And the second one is walking away from something that's easy in the short term, but is not going to provide me long-term fulfillment. So I kept kind of, you know, thinking back and thinking back and thinking back. And it really brought me to almost the origin story of the Massive Joe's business. And so I think that that's probably the best way to kind of describe and, and, and talk to you guys about these different types of difficult decisions and how I personally have had to confront them and what kind of drove my decision-making process at that very early stage at a relatively young age and, and how that's kind of set me up to be able to repeat that decision-making process over and over and over again to get me to a point where I really don't struggle with making difficult decisions at all because I've built on one hand the grit and resilience, on the other hand, the courage to be able to make them and face whatever the consequences are of making those decisions. So I'm going to take you guys back. I'm going to take you guys back to the very early days of the Massive Joe's business, early 2000s. And for those of you who don't know the story of, uh, of, of, I guess the origin story of Massive Joe's, how I, how I started the Massive Joe's business, this is going to be, um, a, a little bit insightful for you guys as well. But I started the business in the early two thousands, importing and selling supplements to gym members, very, very grassroots, you know, importing boxes, you know, like six units of a pre-workout three units of a protein powder, <laughs> really grassroots type stuff. Uh, and selling to, to gym members at the university gym that I was training at, at that point in time, in the early 2000s, which was Adelaide University Gym. So the question then is, well, why was I training at the Adelaide University Gym? How did I end up there? And the reason why I was there was I was studying a couple of different degrees. So I finished high school and did pretty well in my tertiary entrance ranking. And really I could choose what I, what I wanted to do at university. I, I, I got good enough grades to kind of, you know, pick and choose whatever I wanted. And so I decided to study both mechanical engineering and law. And so I started at Adelaide University. That's how I ended up training at the Adelaide University gym, training for bodybuilding. When I was younger, I used to play a lot of basketball. I had a career ending injury that ended anything that was going to happen there. So I got into bodybuilding, training at the Adelaide University gym, was doing quite well in bodybuilding. 
and was taking supplements to help me do quite well in bodybuilding, started getting questions from the gym members and then saw the business opportunity. So started importing the stuff I was taking and selling it to you know, the very, very grassroots level members at the Adelaide University gym. So I did that for four years. <laughs> and the way that my, uh, my university degrees were set up at the time was engineering. It was, you know, very heavily engineering skewed for the first four years with, you know, some law electives and stuff kind of thrown in. And then the last three and a half to four years was very, well, engineering was finished. So it was just finishing off law. So by the time 2008 rolled around, I graduated mechanical engineering with first class honors. I'd been, uh, you know, I kind of grown massive droves from this really grassroots level, just selling supplements to the other members at Adelaide University gym, to setting up the first supplement eBay store in Australia, to setting up massivejoes.com, the website, to selling supplements to other university gym members, to other gym members uh, in and around South Australia at the time. And I'd effectively grown Massive Joes at that point to pretty close to a million dollars in sales a year. So I kind of grown, you know, almost this kind of million dollar business uh, as a little bit of a side hustle. And I'd done really well in my mechanical engineering as well, so much so that I graduated with first class honors. But as part of that engineering degree in my uh, last, they call it the penultimate, so like second to last summer holidays, uh, you have to go and get work experience. So I got work experience at an oil and gas company in Adelaide called Santos and did really well in that work experience, so much so that they offered me a full-time position after I graduated. So here I was, 2008, I got this almost million dollar side hustle thing happening over here. I've got a pretty decent size oil and gas company, in fact, it's one of the biggest in Australia, offering me a well into six figures contract to come and work for them full time over here. And I still had this law degree to finish <laughs> over here, this kind of commitment that I had made to myself when, it, when I started this journey, uh, you know, to, to finish both degrees that I'd started with. And so this kind of led me to my first decision. And this is an illustration of this first difficult decision that I see a lot of people struggle with. And that is the decision to stick with something that is very difficult to stick with in the short term. So I had to make a decision at this point. Did I fulfill my commitments to finish my law degree, finish what I started effectively? Did I keep the promise that I had made to myself? Most importantly, I promised to myself that if I started these two degrees, I didn't care what was going to happen. I was going to finish these motherfuckers. Uh, and I made that promise to myself very early on because it was really, really hard <laughs> very early on. Any of you that are listening who have embarked on an engineering degree, let alone an engineering and law degree together would know that those first, man, that first, poof, that first year of engineering still kind of gives me hot sweats and chills at the same time when I think about that shit. So I had made a promise to myself that uh, I didn't care what happened. I was going to finish. I was going to finish this. I was going to, you know, and and I guess a, a little bit of that was I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it because nobody had ever done it before. I was in a position to do it, 
and did I finish what I started? Do, do you know? Do I do I actually follow through with something that I had begun, even though the circumstances had kind of changed, and I had these other, I guess you know, at the time, better, definitely easier opportunities to pursue, or do I walk away from my commitments? Do I walk away from that promise that I made to my, myself, and do I go and pursue these other and definitely? when you're looking at the, the, the different scenarios here, definitely easier paths. And this is something that so many people come up against. And there's so many different scenarios that we can kind of use to illustrate how, these, how, how this kind of situation creeps up. If you look at, you know, general fitness, the most obvious is sticking to a diet or a training program when it gets difficult. You know, do you stick to your diet? Do you stick to your workout program? Do you stick to the diet when you're in a caloric deficit and you're hungry and you're getting bored of the food and your energy levels are low and you just want to cheat on your diet? Do you stick to the workout regime when you're sore as fuck because you're using muscles you've never used before? You're pushing your body harder than you've ever pushed it before. Or do you kind of just throw the towel and cheat on your diet and maybe do the workout program that's a little bit easier? If we go to the next level in the fitness lifestyle, contest prep. Do you finish a contest prep that you start? Despite all of the challenges of a contest prep, not just the diet and the workouts, but the brain fog the uh, inability to concentrate as you get closer and closer to the show, the inability to sleep properly, to re your recovery is compromised. Do you push through and finish what you started? Or when the going gets tough, do you kind of just wave the white flag and go, you know what, I'm done with this. We go back to something easier, something that's short-term easier. What about business? Let's look, at, let's look at career. Let's look at those of you who work for somebody else. You're an employee. You're in a manager, management position, perhaps. It's about finishing the project that you start. It's about finishing the job. It's about when you are working on a project and it gets really difficult and there's a bunch of shit that's thrown at you that you did not expect to get thrown at you and it's really much harder than you expected it would be to get to the deadline, to get to the end date of the project you're working on? Do you keep pushing through and finish what you started? Do you fulfill the commitments that you made to your employer, to your boss, to your team? Or do you look to maybe get transferred onto a different project, different team, something a little bit easier? To my business owners listening, what about a business goal? I know you guys feel me on this one. You set a business goal. You thought that the path to achieving that goal was going to be pretty straight, pretty linear. And you just keep getting punched in the face. You keep coming up against obstacles that you just did not foresee. Do you keep going? Do you push through and see through what you committed to see through just to, just to see if you can get there? with no guarantee of success or do you, one of my most hated words in the business realm, do you quote unquote pivot and go in a different direction, an easier direction, a direction that perhaps there's not as many obstacles in. 
And then finally, let's talk about relationships. Let's say you go through a rough patch in a relationship. Maybe it's a, a friendship with a close friend. Perhaps it's a romantic relationship with your partner, your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever it is. Do you figure out how to work through that rough patch, even though you know it's going to be really difficult in the short term? Or do you turn your back on that person because it's the easier option? In my scenario, when I had to decide what I was going to do, do I go and finish my law degree or do I go and take this six-figure, well into six-figures engineering job? Or do I go and devote myself to this almost million-dollar business side hustle thing that I kind of created over here while I was studying? It was important to me that I build grit, I build perseverance, and I build resilience by finishing what I started. It was important to me that I maintained my personal accountability because I knew even at that young age, and when I say young age, I was in my early 20s at the time, I knew at that young age that if I walked away from this, if I broke this promise that I made to myself, if I didn't take this opportunity to build the grit and the perseverance and the resilience, that was starting to build a practice, starting to build a habit of when the going gets tough, I don't fulfill my commitments. When shit starts to get hard, I look for the easier path. And this was really the first time in my life that I had come up against a decision of this magnitude with this much at stake that it was really difficult for me. I made the decision to stick with it. I made the decision to finish what I started, to keep the promise I made to myself, to fulfill my commitments to take the opportunity to build grit, to build resilience, to build perseverance. Because I knew that if I did that, that was setting in motion practices that would then develop into habits that when I come up against really difficult shit, I find a way to get through it. I find a way to fulfill the promises I made to myself, to other people. I find a way to fulfill commitments. And guys, let me tell you, that has served me so well in so many areas of my life, whether it be business, whether it be fitness, whether it be relationships, every area of my life, this initial decision was the catalyst that allowed me to continue making similar decisions so that I've developed grit, I've developed perseverance, and I've developed resilience that nobody can take away from me. Let's move forward to the decision that truly did change the course of my life. So after I'd made that decision to see my law degree through, to, to complete my law degree, to complete my studies, I invested almost the next four years in finishing that law degree in the part-time, uh, in, well, in a part-time context, I did take 
the job opportunity up uh, with Santos, with the oil and gas company. Obviously, I couldn't do it full time because I was studying at the time. And I was also running this, <laughs> this side hustle as well. So I took up a part-time position at Santos and worked just over three years in engineering and then spent six months working in the legal department of that company as well. And over that same, that same time period, continued to grow uh, massive droves locally and, and online. And at the end of 2011, I graduated with first class honors in law. So now I had two first class honors degree, one in mechanical engineering, one in law. I'd invested at that point almost eight years into my professions, you know, becoming an engineer, becoming a lawyer, and, you know, the sorts of things that having those two professions combined uh, opened doors up to for me to pursue. And I had a lot of different career opportunities that I could have pursued at that point with the work experience that I had the um, tertiary education that I had, how well I, I had done in my tertiary education, having two first-class honors degrees. And at the same time, my little side hustle at that point, 2011, 2012, had turned into a multi-million dollar side hustle. And this leads me to decision number two. And I say this is the decision that changed the course of my life. And I really mean that. And especially looking back on it now and how those dots are joined, um, that is 100% truth. And this is this, uh, this is an illustration of this second type of difficult decision that I see so many people struggle with. And my observations are this really is the number one type of decision that people really struggle with. This is the really fucking hard decision to make. And that is the decision of walking away from something that is easy in the short term to continue with or comfortable in the short term to continue with. Just let it do its thing, stick by the status quo, do your thing, beautiful. Walking away from that because deep down you know that it's unfulfilling. You know that it's not going to lead to happiness in the long term. And so the decision that I faced at the end of 2011, start of 2012 having invested so much time and effort and money into the different options for my, my, my professions was, do I, do I go and pursue, like, do I, do I, you know, do I continue working in engineering for, for Santos, who at that point I invested three and a half years in engineering, six, you know, half a year in law. Do I go down the path of, you know, at this point, guys, I'd invested almost all of my 20s in getting me to a position where I could go and pursue these different career paths. It made sense that that was what I was going to do. I had job offers left, right. I had more than I knew what to do with. It would have been easy for me to continue down that path, easy for me to get return on that investment. Or... Do I have the courage to turn my back on all of it, regardless of the investment, regardless of the effort, 
regardless of the time, regardless of the money, and go and pursue what at that time I believed was going to lead to much more fulfillment and much more happiness in the long term, even though in the short term it was going to be really fucking hard. And we can see illustrations of these decisions everywhere we look. If we look at fitness, and let's look at general health and fitness, perhaps it's moving away from an abrasive dieting method that you've just, you know, you've been doing for the last 10 years. You've been doing a bro diet for the last 10 years and it's just not working. (laughs) It's just making you miserable. Do you move on and try flexible dieting? Do you move on, turn your back on it and try keto dieting? Do you turn your back on an omnivorous diet and go vegan? Or a style of workout that you've been doing for five years, 10 years, 15 years. Perhaps you've been training as a bodybuilder and it's just not bringing you fulfillment anymore. It's just not bringing you happiness. Perhaps it's time to turn your back on that and try functional training. Perhaps it's time to try CrossFit style training. Who knows, perhaps it's time to try yoga, something completely different, regardless of how much time and effort and energy you've invested in that previous style of training or that previous style of dieting. If it's just not working and it's not bringing you fulfillment, it's not bringing you happiness, you got to have the courage to try something else. And let's talk about competing again. Perhaps you've been competing for the last 10 years of your life. Perhaps that's all you've known in the fitness space. You got introduced to fitness within the first 12 months you're on stage and you've been on stage once or twice a year for the last decade. And now, for whatever reason, it's not bringing you happiness anymore. It's not bringing you fulfillment anymore. It's just not doing it for you anymore. Perhaps it's time to try something else. Maybe it might be a different goal altogether. Maybe it might even be a different competing platform altogether. Perhaps it's time to try powerlifting or strongman, CrossFit, something completely different. Let's look at business. Let's look at career. Perhaps you've invested the last 15 or 20 years of your life in a particular career. And I know there's a bunch of you who are given this some serious consideration right now, given the times we're living in, given this, what I like to call the great exposure, the exposure pandemic. Perhaps it's time to turn your back on that and try something new. Perhaps it's not bringing you fulfillment. It's not bringing you happiness. Time to close that door and open another one. Business owners, maybe you've been running your business a certain way for so many years and now It's time to try something different. Perhaps the way that you've been doing things is the way that you've been doing things because it's the way that you've always done them. And now it's just not working anymore. Perhaps it's time to explore different key focuses, different goals, different opportunities that you thought you would never open the door on. But perhaps now it's time to close that door on the old ones and open the door on the new ones. And then finally, relationships. Perhaps that friendship that served you well when you were a teenager, when you were in your early 20s, mid-20s, late 20s, early 30s, whatever it is, 
perhaps that friendship just isn't serving you well anymore. Perhaps it's not bringing you happiness. Perhaps it's a drain on your energy and your mindset and your positivity. Perhaps it's time to walk away from that friendship. Let's talk about your romantic partner. Let's talk about your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Perhaps it's time to really think about if that person who is the closest to you is actually bringing you happiness. Perhaps they did at some point and perhaps they're not anymore for whatever reason, for a multitude of reasons most of the time. Perhaps it's time to have the courage for both of your sakes to end it and to move on. Back to my difficult decision. Finish my studies. What do I do? What do I do at this point? What is the, you know, what am I supposed to do? It was important to me, guys, to consider my long-term fulfillment and my happiness. And ultimately, you guys hear me talk about this a lot in, in all sorts of episodes of Fitness Times Business. Perhaps it was my time, or it was important to me, for me to consider my why. Why do I do what I do? What's really important to me? What's driving my passion? What's driving my interest? What's my why here? Let me dig a little bit deeper. It was important to me to not look at my time and effort and financial investment in my studies and my career up to that point as something that I needed to get a return on. It was important to me to consider that the journey and the lessons that I learned along the way of that journey outweighed any quote unquote loss of time and effort and money invested. I didn't need to get my return on that investment. It was already there. The journey was where the true value was. And I think in those examples that I just gave you guys, you know, all of these uh, short term, easy to continue with short term, comfortable to continue with, you know, it's comfortable to stay in that relationship that's not serving you anymore, that's not bringing you happiness because it's the way it's always been. It's comfortable to continue with the direction of your business because it's, it's what you know best. It's the way you've always done things. It's comfortable to stay in that career that's not bringing you fulfillment, not bringing you happiness because you've done it for the last fucking 20 years. It's comfortable. It's easy. It's the way things have always been. It's the way things have always been done. It's the way things you know them to be. The way you know things. And it's very difficult to move on from. But I think if you do what I did when I was confronted with the first time I had to make a decision like this of this magnitude and you consider what's really important to you and you dig a little bit deeper than what's comfortable and what's easy... I think we all know that our fulfillment and ultimately our happiness is worth the short-term pain 
is worth exerting the courage right here, right now to do and make, to do what we know we really need to do and to make the difficult decisions that deep down we know we truly have to make. My decision, as is pretty obvious by what I do for a living now, was to walk away from all of that time and effort that I had invested in my professional career because I knew what I needed to do to get ultimate fulfillment and ultimate happiness because I did the introspective work to figure out what was going to bring me that long-term fulfillment and that long-term happiness. And let me tell you guys, that decision, still at a relatively young age, at that point I was in my late 20s, that decision has served me better than probably any decision, and definitely when I was preparing for this episode of Fitness Times Business, any decision that I could think of at a very early stage has served me so well in all areas of my life because now I know that when I'm confronted with this sort of situation, when I'm confronted with a really difficult decision where on one hand, sticking with the status quo, sticking with what I know, staying in my comfort zone and doing what is easy, when deep down I know it's not going to bring me long-term fulfillment and happiness, And on the other hand, having the courage and the bravery to make the difficult decision in the short term with no guarantee of success. And I think this is what makes it so damn difficult, guys, is when you make this difficult decision, it takes so much courage and so much bravery because you just don't know (laughs) what's going to happen on the other side. You're making the decision in the face of fear, in the face of self-doubt, and quite often in the face of other people's opinions, which you guys know are the three biggest fears that stop people pursuing what they truly want to do. But being able to make that decision at that young age and have so much weigh on that decision at that young age has served me so well in all areas of my life. And... There's been multiple, multiple times that I've been put back in this very same decision and I've had to make a similar, very difficult decision that joining the dots looking backwards has always resulted in long-term fulfillment and long-term happiness, even though in the short term it caused me a lot of pain and often trauma and definitely difficulty in making that decision. So I want to offer you guys this just as a, a, as a, as a final thought. And as you're listening to this episode of fitness times business, you're probably dealing with at least one of these sorts of decisions. Maybe it's decision, difficult decision. Number one, maybe it's, the decision to push forward with something in the short term when it's very difficult in the short term to continue doing it, when it would be much easier to change direction because it's just gotten really fucking hard for whatever reason 
and you just don't want to fulfill your commitments. You just don't want to keep the promises you made to yourself because it's easy not to. Perhaps you're dealing with that sort of decision in fitness, in business, in your personal life, whatever it is. Or perhaps you're dealing with difficult decision number two, the really difficult decision of walking away from something that's easy and comfortable in the short term because you know that your long-term fulfillment and happiness depends on it. I want to offer you this quote from Marcus Aurelius. And some of you may know who Marcus Aurelius is. For those of you who don't, he was a Roman emperor from the year 161 AD to 180 AD. So he was a Roman emperor for 20 years. Um, and uh, I guess you could consider him a uh, I wouldn't, not necessarily a Stoic philosopher, but definitely a student of Stoic philosophy. And Marcus said, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. And this has kind of been paraphrased as the obstacle is the way. And what it really means, guys, and this is a common thread with these two different types of difficult decisions that I've spoken to you guys about, is often the path that you need to take is the more difficult path. As Marcus says, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Often, what stands in the way is what you need to confront. If you're presented with a difficult decision that you need to make, and one option is easy, and one option is much harder, often the decision you need to make is the harder option. Whether it's in fitness, whether it's in business, whether it's in your personal relationships, whether it's something that you're dealing with right now, or whether it's something that you'll deal with in the future, or things that you've dealt with in the past that you can look back on and apply this advice to, and perhaps you're thinking, fuck, I really should have made that difficult decision. Because I knew that had I done that, it would have set in motion the fact that I keep promises to myself, that I have grit, that I have resilience, that I have perseverance, that I have courage, that I know what it is I need to do to get to where I want to be with my life. So guys, whatever decisions you're dealing with at the moment, remember what stands in the way becomes the way. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure you give us a five-star rating. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side.